Hey everyone, welcome to the Communication Coach Podcast, where I'm going to help you to create successful change through powerful and honest conversations. I am your host, Nikki Perfect. Hey everybody and welcome to the podcast which is going to be a little bit different this week because I'm doing a live series of Facebook sessions where I'm going to help people build relationships through communication and this episode is day one. It's all about self-reflection and self-awareness and the next four podcasts will follow on from this. There'll be a daily challenge for you to join in so I hope you enjoy it. Let me know if I can help you further and have a great week. Hello everybody and welcome to my first episode of one of five for this week, going to help you with your communication in your relationships, especially in this second lockdown in the UK. So why am I doing this? I'm doing this because I'd like to give something back. I see around me lots of people suffering in their relationships or finding it more difficult, more challenging. I include myself in that as well this time round in this second lockdown with the shorter days, the longer nights and kids again being sent home from school or perhaps you're in a social bubble with your family or your older parents or if you're if you're just in any sort of relationship whether it's work relationship, personal relationship, I really hope that this will benefit you and I'm just going to share some stories. So it's only going to be 10 to 15 minutes every morning at 7am I'll leave the video on the Facebook page. It's good for me because it holds me accountable and makes sure that I'll get some stuff done. So today we're going to start and we're going to talk about self-awareness because I believe that you can't change unless you become self-aware of how you are. And when I look at communication and conversation, not often are we challenged around the way that we communicate. So before I became a hostage and crisis negotiator, I used to think I was quite a good communicator. And that I was good at listening to people. And then when I went on my very intensive two week course and they stripped me right back to uh, a level playing field, right back to ground zero and took away everything that I believed to be true about how I communicated in the first place and rebuilt me, I suddenly became aware that everything in my conversation, or not everything, but the majority of things in my conversation were uncon- unconscious behaviour. So I would just say words rather than thinking about the words and also a lot of it was about me. So I'm going to share with you two stories. The first one is my first ever negotiation that I did, something that sticks with me and stays with me. And the second is the first time I ever met Meg. So let me take you back many years to 2008. And I've done doing my first negotiation. So I get a phone call uh, quite late at night from somebody who I know is on the hostage and crisis negotiation permanent team. And my phone rings out the blue. I'm not expecting it. I'm not on call. And I look at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is, this is it. And I could feel my hands getting a bit sweaty and my heart was beating a little bit quicker and the words were coming out of it a little faster. And um, Steve, the guy that had phoned me, who was coordinating, he said, I've got a negotiation. It's just down the road from where you live. Can you go? And of course I said, yes, Steve, definitely. I can definitely go. Where is it? What is it? I'm on my way. I literally zoomed out the house, paying no attention to the fact it was absolutely pouring with rain. 
I've got a flimsy coat with me, no waterproof bottoms, and I haven't got an umbrella. But I'm excited, beyond excited. So I get to the scene, and what's happened is that there is a gentleman who's been released from prison. He's gone round to his um, ex-partner's address, the mother of his baby, and they've had a row. He has allegedly beaten her up, and he's taken the baby with him. And the baby's tiny. I can remember the baby being about this big. And he's um, stormed off in his car. There's been a car chase all around the streets of South London. They've managed to stop the car, and the car is now surrounded by police. And I've gone down there to negotiate with him. And I'm standing outside, and on my way, I remember thinking this. I remember thinking, this is going to be great. I'm going to go. I've got all of these skills. I'm going to talk to the guy. He's going to talk to me. We're going to form a relationship. We're going to build trust. We're going to get to a stage where he feels comfortable with enough with me that he's just going to open the door, give me the child. We're going to shake hands. He's going to say, thank you for listening to me, and off we go. This was all in my head. So for eight hours, he says two words to me. One of them is, or two sentences, I should say. One of them is, you don't understand. And the other one I'm not going to repeat because it's far too rude at seven o'clock in the morning. And I left that negotiation. And for many days and many weeks, I reflected on it and wondered what had gone wrong. So the guy ended up being tasered. The child was rescued safely. But he, um, he was very angry. He was very angry at, at everybody. And I did reflect on that. For me, that was a negotiation that hadn't gone well. And then I met Meg when she was six and I was in my early 40s. So I'd never been part of a family unit before. I was very much living my life the way I wanted to live it. But the first time I went round, her and my partner were renovating a house and I, I thought it would be a great idea to take a chicken casserole round. We could pop it in the oven and I'd be like the hero again of the day, turning up with this amazing chicken casserole that everybody would love. Meg would go like, oh, I trust you, you're an adult, this is great, and we'll just like have a nice relationship. And all of those things that go through your head when you're trying to do the right thing or what you believe is the right thing. So I never forget, I turned up, I went into the kitchen, I put the chicken casserole on the side, Meg came into the kitchen, she was a tiny little dot, and looked at me with her big blue eyes and went, what's that? I said, that's dinner. I'm thinking, great, you know, that's dinner. She'll appreciate that I've made her dinner. Mm. Uh, yeah, but what is it? Okay, it's chicken casserole. I don't like chicken casserole. And off she went, walked straight out of the kitchen, leaving me a kind of a little deflated, I have to say, standing there with my chicken casserole thinking, hmm, that didn't quite go as planned either. And on reflection, and the more that I have learned over the many years I've been doing this for now, is that both of those conversations were about me and about what I wanted and about how I had built the story in my head and how people were going to react to me with my belief system, with what I believe to be true. And after having all of my communication stripped right back and certainly to the point where it became far more conscious than it was and starting to reflect on, okay, so what is that about? Why is that about me? And where is that coming from? Has allowed me now to look on a day-to-day -day basis of my conversation and communication and reflect on what is driving my behavior and what is it about that that's causing me to now communicate in this way? So today, I just have one challenge for you, one task, 
is for you to reflect on some conversations that you've had recently and really think about who that was about. I have a great saying when I teach negotiation is that it's not about you. And especially when you're talking about um, people in crisis or talking to people in crisis or when you're really trying to be in the present and moment with somebody, that the conversation isn't about you. And actually, most of the time, it is about us because we love to talk about ourselves and we love to believe that we're right and we love to be validated. And there's nothing wrong in any of that whatsoever. But if you could just today reflect on conversations that you've had recently, work out what that was about, who was driving that, take the responsibility that some of it will have been you, and then also to look at any conversations you have today and just pause yourself, press a big pause button on the left-hand side and consciously say to yourself, who is this about and what is driving my behaviour? Perfect. And that's today's task and today's session. So thank you for joining me. If you think this will benefit anybody, please share and like. It's just a five, five day, 15 minute sessions just to help you to become more aware of what's going on for you and to improve your relationships through conversation. I'll see you tomorrow at seven o'clock. Let me know how you got on. Just um, write some comments or PM me, whatever is the best way for you. And I'll speak to you tomorrow. Take care. Have a great day. Hey, everybody. Nikki again. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast and thank you for joining me. You can find me on social media at Nikki Coms Coach at Twitter and The Communication Coach on Facebook and thecommunicationcoach.co.uk. Please like, share and review. And I look forward to speaking to you soon. Thank you.